Praise the Lord. Would you stand with me tonight, please? And let's go to the book of Ephesians tonight. Thank you for being out once again on a Sunday evening. If you're visiting with us, I would love to meet you right after church. I will be out front. If it's your first time or maybe just a couple times that you've been here, I would love just to spend a few moments to get to know you and tell you a little bit about North Walhalla. It's a great church, not a perfect church. Nobody's perfect in here, but a church that's on a mission to tell people about Jesus Christ through the power of Pentecost, preaching the word and loving people. And I would love to share with you our story of over 100 years of continual ministry. Also, while you're turning tonight, let me just say I've preached seven times, or this will be my seventh message. I've also spoke three mornings um, in a question and answer session. And so far as speaking, I am a little on fumes right now. So tonight I'm going to teach just for a few moments and share with you what the Lord put in my spirit. But I am really going to lean on the hand of the Lord. Amen. I've realized I'm not 25 anymore. (laughs) I just turned 40 this week on uh, Friday. I know I'm a good-looking 40, but I did turn 40, all right? And uh, used to, I'd preach. I remember we preached for Brother James Sheely. I'd preach every year for him. Okay, one of my close friends in ministry. I preached almost every night for a whole month. And um, I don't know how I did that, but I, I will promise you at age 40, that won't happen again. It may be twice a week. But pray for me tonight. Go with me to the book of Ephesians. I was going to preach part of this um, at PD Youth Camp, but just it did not open the door. God sent me in a different way. But it took me to some teaching that I believe is valuable uh, for us here at North Wahala. So we'll go to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. To be honest with you, the first 21 verses, they, they just flow. Um, the whole chapter, we're talking about the crown jewel, the New Testament according to Paul. But this is about spirit-filled living, being empowered by the Spirit to light up our world no matter where we go and what we do. But we have some instructions, some things that we must do that we might shine as bright lights in a dark world. Pick up in verse 8. When you have it, say amen. You have it, or you had it. Amen. That's all right. Verse 8. It said, For ye sometimes darkness, but now are you in the light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. Somebody say that with me. Children of the light. Would you say it again? Yes. For the fruit of the Spirit in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful, I I like that word there, unfruitful works of darkness, but rather what? That's what we're called to do as children of the light, expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in what? In secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light and whatever makes manifest not only by the light but is the light which speaks of in theology the light will expose but the light will also transform which is powerful. Therefore he says awake ye who sleep. This is the book of Romans as well. Arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. See then that ye walk circumspectly not as fools 
but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Couple of verses. And do not be drunk with wine, which is in dissipation, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. We'll stop right there for time's sake. I want to just teach, preach for a few moments on children of the light. Children of the light. Are you ready tonight? Amen. You may be seated. Children of the light. When Paul writes to the church at Ephesus, he was warning them about not drifting and sinning and taking what they have received in God, the grace of God, and using it now as a car to sin. To be redeemed and brought into the light only now to return back to darkness. He writes to them to remind them not to fulfill the lust of the flesh, but walk in the spirit. They were a new church and they needed new guidance because they were struggling. So when Paul writes to them, it's an encouragement, but it's also a reminder. It was a reminder who they are in God and what God has brought them from and what God was taking them to. He writes to them in Ephesians, he touches everything about the daily life. In fact, if you pick up in verse 22, he begins to talk about the husband and the wife and then he speaks about the children. He says that there's no relationship that your salvation does not touch. And since salvation touches that relationship, it should also impact that relationship and they should know that you are of me by how you live, you walk, you talk, and you move upon this society. He starts out in chapter, excuse me, chapter five, verse one, he teaches us to be followers of, followers of Christ. And since we are followers of God, we should walk in love and that love should be demonstrated. Not only should that love be demonstrated, but if you go down another verse to verse three, he says when that love is de demonstrated, verse three and four, there are things that we will do and things that we won't do. There are things that you and I have the freedom to do and there's things that we do not have the freedom to do. I know we have a lot of children and teenagers in here, so I'll watch my words, but this is a lot about the immorality of the flesh. He was telling them there that you're living in an hour that sexual immorality is so, so much in our society He's reminding the church at Ephesus to not be partakers of that, but live in the light and have no fellowship with darkness. Now we fast forward to 2018, and saints of God, this is not new sin. It's the same old sin. Same thing, same thing the enemy was trying to do back then. He is trying to tonight. He's trying to take the children of the light back in the darkness. If you keep on reading, he says in verse six, let no man deceive you with vain words. He tells us not to speak foolish things or foolish talking or foolish jesting that does not, that does not bring a profit. He says, and don't be confused. Why? He said, because these people that are practicing these things, they're have already now received the wrath of God. Now listen to me. Let me break this down. When we speak hers for the wrath of God, Rusty, we think that that's a lightning bolt, that God is just going to strike them dead. I remember when I was 18, Joy, my brother and I had just gotten saved, and my older brother was really a child of the night, a child of the dark. He was really, he, he, was, he needed Jesus. Thank God he's saved now. But back then, I was saved, and I said something, and he began to fight me. And me and my young Pentecostal friend, flesh, I did something foolish. I prayed right then, God, send the wrath down upon him. And he looked at me because he didn't understand that theological word. I did. I, right in front of my whole family, I said, God, I wish the wrath of God would hit him right now and let him know who he's messing with 
gift tonight. I was just pulling uh, uh, my Christian card and expecting God to come to my rescue. And really, that's not what God was doing because in fact, I was part of the problem right there. I was not acting as a child of the light. Wrath is not God sending a lightning bolt. If you read Romans 1, wrath is when God earthly, there is a wrath to come, but really the earthly wrath is when God allows us to be given over to ourselves. Are you listening? Because there are some people that once they're giving over to themselves, those people in Romans chapter one who love creation more than God, who are lovers of flesh more than God, who trade the natural, uh, uh, the natural use of a man and woman for something else, when they're giving over to themselves, they sow in sin, so they also reap in sin. Are you listening? When they do that, they are already gaining their harvest of darkness and harvest of wrath. The disappointing thing is, it doesn't just affect them. It affects their marriage. It affects their family. It affects their children. And it affects their grandchildren. That wrath of God that Paul's warning against right here is when we are giving over to our own selves because we're children of the night, children of the dark, or we once were children of the light, but now we're having fellowship with darkness and we're now about to reap the sin of that darkness. I didn't say you were losing your salvation in a moment, but I'll tell you this tonight, and I want you to hear me. You start having fellowship with darkness, you will reap the fellowship from that darkness. Are you listening tonight? Let's walk it down. I'm just, just teaching a little bit. He says to them, don't be deceived for the wrath of God will come upon the children of what? Disobedience. Why? Because we are partakers with them. Listen to me. When you start partaking and you have to pay the price, the wages of sin is death. You might be saved, but if you're trying to put your foot back into a dark world, I'm telling you now you are having fellowship with darkness and you will reap the reward from that darkness. Now pick up in verse eight. Paul says to them, I want you to glow. I want you to shine. But to do that, you've got to do a few things. First of all, understanding the backdrop of being filled with the Spirit. To shine for the glory of God, we must be baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost that we might shine a bright light in this dark world. To do that tonight, the oil of God will only dwell, sanctification is something that is pure. You remember Leviticus chapter 20 four verses one through four what did he say he said there is a natural light the natural light shall shine in the outer court don't need a light outside nobody's ever went outside in the middle of the day and brought a flashlight God says when you get to the outer court I'll put a sun up in the air he said God said to the priest once you get to the holies of holies he says you won't need a light I will be the light there representing that Jesus Christ is the light of the world he says but in the holy place he says there will be a candle stick. It would have a shaft that would represent Jesus Christ because it was beaten and then it would have uh, six bulbs or six lamps that would sit on that. He said for that lamp stand and for those lamps I want you to put oil on the inside. Once you put the oil on the inside and light it then it will burn for all to see. Pastor what does that represent? It represents to us tonight that the oil still must be pure. Are you listening? 
The oil comes from an olive. The olive, the Bible said, the oil comes from that olive. It's put in the lamp and the lamp burns. If it doesn't come from the olive, then it will not be sufficient because it will cause the light to flicker. And in Jesus Christ, there is what? No shadow of turning or no variance of turning. So what God was saying in the Old Testament, I'm going to foreshadow Jesus Christ and I'm going to foreshadow what you're going to do and become. And for that to happen, it's got to be pure. Now listen to this. Let's take it one step further. How do you get the pure oil out of the olive? You got to crush it. The King James says you got to beat it. it you you got to beat that olive till the oil comes out. That represents everything that we go through in this life. Sometimes we're going to be tried. Sometimes we're going to be faulty. Yes, but when we're beaten and we stay true, the oil flows out of us and that oil will light the house. Listen to the book of Ephesians now. He's talking about the same thing. He's talking about the spirit. He's talking about the light in a dark world. But it what it dwells on not children of disobedience, but of who? Children of the light. Wow, man. Are you listening tonight? That's who you and I are. We are children of the light. We have filled with the Spirit to go into a dark world and shine brightly so they will see and follow us to Jesus Christ. If you believe that, will you give God a hand clap of praise tonight? Now let me walk this down. I'll give you three things and we'll close tonight. He says in verse eight, you once walked in darkness one time or sometimes you walked in darkness, but now, somebody say now. Your children of the light. He was saying to you that fellowship that you once had, you don't have that anymore. You become child of the king. You're in a new family. So since you are a new family, you now have a new title that your children of the light. Verse 11. Since you have been accepted, verse 10. Verse 11 says now, since you have been accepted, we have no fellowship with the works of darkness. We don't have fellowship with them. Now, I didn't say we didn't witness to them. I didn't say we didn't love them, but we don't have fellowship with them. I don't have to drink liquor to win the alcoholic. I don't have to partake in fornication to redeem somebody out of sin. I don't have to go to the gambling hall to, to pull them back in. He says, we do not have fellowship with them, but we reprove them or we expose them. How do we do that? Well, Brother Nolan, what I do is I put my finger in their face and I tell them that they're living with somebody or they're drinking this or they're doing that. That's not what it says. Light does not have to scream in darkness. Light just has to shine in darkness. Uh, we're, we're just teaching. We're just teaching. I hope it's good tonight. Lightness, the Bible, the scientists actually say that darkness has no property. But when light comes on, it exposes what's really not there. So I differ just a little bit. I believe light represents truth and holiness. Truth and holiness or truth and righteousness. I know these are kind of old-fashioned terms, but they still apply. I, I believe light represents truth and holiness. It means that light will reveal what is there. It cannot reveal what is not there. The truth is once the light's turned on, if you left your shoes in the middle of the floor, they're still in the middle of the floor when the light is turned on. That's what the word is saying tonight. When the light is turned on, it will be truthful in that that it exposes. 
All you have to do is walk as children of the light and be not partakers of those that are in darkness. Why? Because when you start partaking, they have you baited. And once they bait you and you take the bait, then you fall. And then when you are restored, and I want you to be restored, what's the first thing they say? How can you tell me? You were just doing this. You were going to church, and yet you had a girlfriend on the side too. How can you tell me not to have a girlfriend on the side? See, that's what the enemy wants you to do. Just have a little bit of darkness in your life. In your life. But listen to me, we're not to have that fellowship. We are to walk as children of the light, and when we do, we expose the darkness. Today, I was on the, after our, our deacons meeting, I was on the phone with the Barfield family, and I could hear people in the background rejoicing. Now, I'm not saying they rejoiced all the time. They did not. But there are moments of rejoicing, and that shines in the darkness and says to the devil, devil, this world is not my home. You, because of the fall of man, may take him for a moment, but he that believes in God as his Savior, the Bible said, he shall never die, but leave us thou this. What do you mean, Brother Nolan? You're going to a funeral tomorrow in Myrtle Beach. Yes, I am. But my brother is not there. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. See what happens when you walk in light and not darkness. Watch this. Let, let, me, let me just come down here. I might as well just come on down here. Go to verse 12, Joy. I feel like I'm teaching again. For it's shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. Now let me tell you, all of us are guilty of this. Notice that word all. Stacy, I made it so comfortable for the whole church when I said all. I could have said just this side over here is guilty. But let's just be honest. All of us is guilty. Paul was saying that you are such a child of the light. I don't want you even to be gossiping about what they were doing in the night. Come on, somebody. Sometimes we won't do it, but we'll delight in hearing about other people that have done it. I know, you stay with me, it's just you and me tonight, that's okay. It's the truth. Now my child wouldn't do that, but did you hear about Russell's child? Oh, that Chandler down at Coastal Carolina, my goodness, what no telling, did you hear Anthony what he did? Did you hear brother what he did? See, we delight in their secret. Paul said, you're so much of light, don't even talk about that filthiness of the flesh. Don't even talk about what they were doing there. Move on from it. Go down to the next verse, brother. But verse 13, watch this. He said, but all things that are approved are made manifest by the light, and whatsoever doeth make manifest is the light. He was saying once the light exposes, once you expose, once the light exposes the darkness, then it gives the capability to be transformed by that same light. That's powerful. That means once Jesus steps in, Zacchaeus, he exposes you for being a thief, but he does not leave you as a thief. He has all probability and capability of making you something that you were not. Light not only exposes, but his light also transforms. Come on. Ah. It'll transform. It will transform your life. It will show you that you are a sinner, but it won't leave you as a sinner. It'll show you where you where you suffered or you fell, but then it also it'll throw a lifeline that it might change your life. Go down to verse 15 now. Watch this. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fool, fools, but as wise. So if you and I are gonna shine a light in the dark world, we can't be partakers. We can't let our speech, but let me, let me go back to that for a second. We can't let our speech be so corrupted. The Bible said life and death is in the power of the what? 
the tongue. He says, so why you can't talk of edification and filthiness of the flesh at the same time. He says, we don't walk in darkness. We don't fellowship with darkness. We don't speak about darkness. We are now children of the light. And since we are children of the light, point number one, he says, we don't walk as fools, but we walk as wise. Why? Because we are redeeming the time because the days are ever increasingly becoming evil. When you walk in the light and you're children of the light, you're wise. You don't fuss about things that don't matter. You don't get upset about things that are trivial. You realize tonight that we only have a short time on this earth and if we're gonna win our lost loved ones, we can't get upset because somebody stole the milk jug from the carport. Give it to them. Brother, I'm not giving them nothing. They're lazy, they won't work. I understand that. But what about heaven and hell? He says, since we are children of light, we know what time it is. We know that, listen, I, I just turned 40. I, I probably, I hope I live to be 100, like Alifair, I'll take that. But listen, I realize in the ministry spectrum that I'm on the other side, so to speak now. That's hard to say, my goodness. But it's the truth. When you get 40, they tell us now, when you get 50, you better find you a church because all these young people, they won't vote for you. They need to get saved. And what they say, my pastor told me, they said, so when you get 50, you need to find something. I said, no, they just need to get saved. That's what I told them. Listen, we on the other side, so to speak, and I say that in jest, really that's not true because that's just speaking of church grammar. But what he is saying is this tonight. When you're walking in the light, you don't waste time on things that do not matter. Those that walk in the light are not fussing whether or not we want to put that flower there well, if we want to move it right there. But joy said it can only come right here and we can't make joy mad. Who cares? Paul told the church of Ephesus, don't be like that. He said, you redeem the time because you're part of the light. Jesus had three years of walking in his earthly ministry. 30 on earth, but three years in the ministry and look how those three years have changed your life and mine. I want you to be wise. When you walk in the light, you're wise. Somebody say wise. Point number two. He says in verse uh, 17, wherefore be ye not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Secondly, when you walk as children in the light, you begin to walk in the will of God. That's good. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I can't find myself. And I, didn't, I really didn't come to preach this part tonight, but I'm gonna stay here. Whatever God told you to do, until God tells you not, keep doing it. You will spend, I have pastor friends that when they get to their church, they're already praying about their next church. You listening? Somebody insecure, they're just insecure. They're not bad people, they're good people. And I share with one of them, you realize you're ineffective in your present church because you cannot focus on the moment. And when you cannot focus on the moment and you're worried about who likes you and who don't and this or that, listen, Jessica likes me today, she may not like me tomorrow and I'm her pastor, you understand? I can't base the decision today whether or not Jessica likes me tomorrow. I have to pray for the person today whether they like it or they don't or I visit whether they like it or they don't. I can't base it on that because opinions change. This brother doesn't like me. He just using my example. He doesn't like me. But watch this. If I put $100 in his hand, he starts liking me for some reason, right? Amen. Opinion, his opinion of me changed just like that. 
So I'm letting you know you can't base on that. You cannot be in this position and looking 10 years down the road thinking, well, well I'm worried about what God's going to do in me there. When you do that, your light is diminished and you cannot shine the light on Victoria or Anna because you're worried about something somewhere else. Just be faithful today. Redeem the time. Look at your, what is God doing with you right now? What darkness is around you? What world are you trying to light up through the power of the Holy Ghost? Brother, I don't know, I'm, I'm worried about five years from now. You're not promised tomorrow. Your life is like a vapor. I'm almost done, but I feel like this is good teaching tonight. Walk in the will of God, be wise. But when you're wise and you redeem the time, then do the perfect will of God. What is that perfect will? Whatever God told you to do last, keep doing it until God tells you to change. In that you will find success. But what if they don't recognize me? They probably won't, but God does. What if they don't vote for me? They probably won't, but God will. He's already voted for you on Calvary. What if they won't give me the promotion? God gives promotion. The Bible said God sets up one man and takes down an ass. It is still God that is in control. Hello? Do the will of God. Walk it out. If you're called to teach Sunday school, keep teaching that God tells you the change. If you call the usher, keep ushering to God tells you the change. If you call to do whatever ministry, outreach, youth, whatever it is, keep doing the will of God. Keep playing the piano until God tells you to change and shine light in a dark world. Lastly tonight, let's go down to verse 18. And be not drunk with wine wherein in excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit. Why? Because when you walk in the light, listen to me, everything else is a cheap substitute. You redeem the time. You're in the will of God. When you know you're in the will of God, you can just say, now, I don't have to get drunk to make it through the day. You remember the Corinthian church? Some of them were getting drunk in church. They, April, they couldn't even take the Lord's Supper, some of them, without getting drunk at the common meal or the common feast. He says to them now, don't settle for cheap substitutes. You are the light of the world, so don't be drunk in excess, but be ye filled with the Holy Spirit. Flow in him. Be that pure oil that burns and lights the house. And when you light the house, like the little woman in the book of Luke, you can sweep the house. You can't find the missing coin until the light comes on. Ah, that's good right there. But when the light comes on, that one coin that she was missing, you know the story of the prodigal, then the coin, then the sheep that was lost? When the light comes on, then you can open up the door and shine the light and find everything that is missing. And when you do that, then you'll be a bright light in this dark world if you'll come to the piano tonight as we close. That's what God has called you to do. Be a bright light in the dark world. And watch what happens. When you do that, then verse 19, you can speak to yourself and psalms and hymns and spiritual psalms, singing, giving melody to the heart of the Lord. Watch that, Brother Rusty. That means the Spirit of God so much in you that you're walking in the light. He even gives us permission to start talking to ourselves. Did you get that? Because when you walk in the light and nobody else won't pat you on the back, God says just look in the mirror and start talking to yourself and start singing to yourself. My little boy right now, Ashton, he likes Bonanza. He likes Gunsmoke and his new, brand new, you're gonna like this, you're gonna like this. His favorite now is Andy Griffith. 
He loves some Andy Griffith. I, I'm telling you, he thinks Barney is the best thing. And there's one episode recently that Barney was discouraged and he couldn't get his le- bullet back to go in his left front pocket. You know what I'm talking about? And he's talking to the mirror, trying to encourage himself. And Ashley loves that because then Andy will say Barney and Ashley can say Barney's just something good at our house. Sometimes that's how you got to be tonight. When you're walking in the light, you feel like everybody's against you, nothing's going your way. Sometimes you just got to flow in the Holy Ghost and start lifting yourself up in the Lord, start singing a new song and say, nobody else serves you, God. If nobody else is going to serve you, I know this for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We've made up our minds. I'm going to sing a new song. I'm going to sing a new song, a song of praise, a song of thanksgiving. Because I'm no longer in darkness, but in light. Watch what he says. Not only can we sing verse 20, but give thanks always for all things unto God, for the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God, not only am I going to start singing and talking to myself, going to drive to work tomorrow. Russell's going to drive to his job tomorrow where he's the employee of the year. I believe that's right. Amen. He's going to get about halfway to liberty or leaving liberty, I should say. He's going to be in his car. He's going to start feeling down, but then he's going to remember my good teaching tonight, and he's going to start singing to himself. He's going to look in the mirror and say, you are God's man. You are called. And all of a sudden, somebody's going to come up beside him and look in there and realize that there's nobody else in the car. They're going to start praying for him because they think that something's wrong with him, but don't worry about it. Because when you can't do nothing else but encourage yourself, David said he encouraged himself in the Lord. You are the light. You're walking in the light. The light lives inside of you. John 1, 4, and 5, and it was the light, was the life of men. It is inside of you tonight. And if it is inside of you, that you expose the darkness and all that it entails. And lastly, he says, once you do that, verse the last verse, then you can submit yourselves to each other in the fear of Almighty God. Would you stand with me tonight, please? We expose the darkness because we are children of the light. Amen? Will you give God the biggest hand of praise, please, tonight? Take this word and meditate on it. Let it live inside of you as you leave this place tonight. Thank you for allowing me just to teach and save my voice. I want you to walk in this. You're children of the light. If you want some good reading tonight, go back home and read over this chapter. Look at the nuggets that just flow. And then if you want to start and dig a little bit deeper, you can start in verse 22 where it says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands. That should be good conversation starter right there. Amen? Amen. But this, <laughs> this chapter addresses everything for a spirit-filled believer to expose darkness I'm just looking, I'll stop. There's so much there that will carry us in Jesus' name. Here's what I want you to do tonight. If you'll grab the person's hand beside of you as a point of contact, I'm going to pray for each of you. You're children of the light tonight. Aren't you thankful to be children of the light? Amen. I want you to pray for the person beside of you. Ask God to help them to walk in this dark world. And it is dark. It is polluted. It is polluted, but you're not tonight. You're not. You remember that scripture Luke 11 says, 
that if the eye is polluted, if the light comes in that way, then the whole body is polluted. But if the eye is clear, then the whole body is clear. We gotta make sure that we're children of the light. Not partial, not 50%, but full of the Holy Spirit and able to live brightly in this dark world. Father, tonight, as we close out this service and what a good service it's been, I pray, God, that they will be children of the light, that everywhere they go tomorrow, on their jobs, at camp, with their friends, with their neighbors, all that they do and all that they say, all that they speak of, all that they represent, everything that is about their life. God, I pray, God, that they light up their world, their marriages, their families, their careers, whatever it may be. God, I pray, God, that they will light up their world. Father, in Jesus' name tonight, we're called to shine in the darkness, and you told us that the darkness cannot comprehend, but it would not overtake either, God. We are children of the light. We take back everything the enemy has stolen, God, and we let the light shine. I heard our youth director sing, I can't sing, but I heard at one of our power rallies when he sung, this little light of mine, I will let it shine. It's an old children's song, but it's full of truth and full of glory. It is our light. We're not going to hide it up under a bushel. Matthew chapter 5 said, we are a city set upon a hill. Nobody lights a candle and puts it up under the stand. We put it on top of the stand that it might shine bright in a dark world. Father, tonight, let us leave this place. Let us shine for the glory of God. And well, we're going to give you praise in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen, amen, amen. Let me do one more thing. Let me just give it just a second. I just, I feel it just, just for a second. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you lift up holy hands just for a moment? God, I pray for somebody right now that's in personal darkness. They don't have to stay in personal darkness. God, there's somebody lost in this place or somebody undone, the altar's open for you. If, you. if you need a touch of God, if you're in darkness, the altar is open for you tonight. It's open for you to be changed and transformed by the glory of God. Nobody needs to leave in darkness when God has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Father, we walk out of here. Listen, listen as we close tonight. Every married couple, would you grab your spouse's hand, please? Just grab your spouse's hand like Ashley and Tiffany are doing over here. Grab, grab their hand, grab their hand. I want to pray over you. Father, may our marriages, God, represent the light. May we shine a bright light to our children and show them what a godly home looks like. While no home is perfect, we should be children of the light. Let the light shine all about us to show other marriages that this is what a godly marriage looks like. It's full of forgiveness. It's full of love. It's full of compassion. It's full of understanding. We shine a light in that in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you tonight. God bless you. Would you greet your neighbor beside of you, please? If you're visiting, please come by and see me before you leave. I would like just to speak to you. If you're new to our church, I would like to talk to you. Russell, I want to see you before you go as well. God bless you. You're free to go.